the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. A lot going on in the world. Uh, 2020, has, I've never seen a year like this, and hopefully I'll never see a year like this again. Uh, a lot of stuff that I was not expecting happen, and it happened on a pretty regular basis. Uh, COVID being one of them, markets suddenly deciding to like, okay, we need to value things completely different than we had been valuing them. And I'm good with that. Um, I don't have to fight something just to fight it, if that makes any sense. A lot of stimulus out there. Big political year. That's where it starts getting like, what's moving the market? What's driving the market? And you look for the stories. Um, You look for the politicians. You look for what's coming next. Something Chad Burton saying recently. And it kind of drives me crazy because it's said so arrogantly, smugly, right. All the tax cuts that we got in the last two years, they're all going to expire. Or any of them that you care about are going to expire and you're going to pay higher taxes. Um, I think it's after the next term, 2026. So down the road, you're going to be paying higher taxes. That's the thought on just that concept. But then you get COVID and it wasn't a cheap problem. A lot of that deficit, politicians are going to have to try to at least chip away at it with lip service in the future, if not reality. They got to try. I mean, that's the idea, I believe. Stocks jumped to the open, the NASDAQ hits new record high. President Trump has reaffirmed the U.S. China trade deal is still intact, clarifying a previous comment from Trade Advisor Navarro. <clears throat> if what we read in the press is true, Trump must be furious right now that one of his underlings said something that he didn't want him to say and had to walk it back. Apple seems invincible right now. And the beautiful thing about this is I own Apple, and I don't want them to be invincible right now. I want them to say, you know what? Back in February, we were telling you the truth when the Chinese factories weren't operating, and we knew we want to get full shipments out. Now, again, talking about dodging a bullet, had COVID hit in September, October of last year? The amount of sales, the Christmas sales, the phone sales, oh boy. So they almost seem invincible, and that makes me nervous. My producer, who's been away for a week, he comes back and he's like, well, it looks like same old, same old. Things are still marching right along, and Apple is invincible now. But at some point in time, will there be a crink in their armor? And uh, I think the phrase used to be a chink in the armor. And I'm like, I don't know if I can say that or not. So I'm just going to say the word crink and go with that. I actually don't think I'm offending anyone, but somehow, some way, some shape, some form, I probably am. It's like uh, 
my mother was Southern and she'd say things to me like, bless your pea picking heart. And when you start putting it together, pea pickers were the migrant farmers who weren't paid well and weren't educated and they were the pea picking. And it's strangely, again, racist. And I thought it was growing up, my mom was just using alliteration. Yes, I am that stupid. <clears throat> so the economic data out of Europe, like inflation on manufacturing, is looking okay. And I bring that up because some of this you have to go with. Some of it you have to put faith in. The economic data is okay. Walt Disney announced Disney Plus will launch in Portugal, Norway, Denver, Denver, excuse me, Denmark. Walt Disney announces, let's do that again a second time, take two. Walt Disney has announced that Disney Plus will launch in Portugal, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Iceland, Belgium, and Luxembourg. The beauty about Disney is they can manipulate and they can stagger and they can impress. Just as soon as you got over, wow, they, they jumped quick on the number of subscribers in the America. They can start rolling out subscribers on the world. And they'll do okay. Not as great as the United States. But you'll you'll still be incrementally impressed, is the idea. Um, there's a, something called a focus list that a lot of companies like a Fidelity, um, not so much a Vanguard, uh, a Standard & Poor's will put together. And a focus list could be stocks that have like momentum. Someone asked me yesterday, hey, what's the, who's going to get the cure for COVID? And I said, well, it's leaning towards Moderna and Novavax. And I would honestly say it's like betting on going to Vegas and saying, I'm going to put $100 on Black 7. Spin the wheel. And if it hits, you're like, woohoo. That's biotech investing for me. Now, Novavax has got a lead, as does... Uh, uh, Moderna, and they're not like lying about it. They're they're saying, okay, we've done phase one, phase two. There was enough there that we're doing phase three. We're starting that up. But a focus list stock sometimes could be like the wrong thing because doesn't that sound too damn good to be true? A focus list stock could be something like an Adobe, where we're working at home, and because we're working at home, we're buying software at home to do our work at home. And Adobe makes a lot of business software. Um, it could be Zoom Media. And it, it's kind of got that story to it. Or Microsoft. When I say Microsoft, do you not have an image of what Microsoft is in your head as a, both an investment and as an operating system? And you're hearing about Microsoft going after Slack. Um, you're hearing about Microsoft going after Zoom. You're hearing about like some of these old guys got tricks up their sleeves too. Then you hear a company called Square, Jack Dorsey's financial transactions company, fintech. Clearly, we don't need to go to banks. We haven't needed to go to banks for years. And the banking relationship with small businesses has always been one of, we have you where you want you, small business. So a company like Square is helping, and you can see the trend. But that stock's at an all-time high. Spotify's at an all-time high. Shopify is at an all-time high. I talked about Shopify last year uh, when it was a $600 stock. And I said, if Shopify were to buy FedEx and Walmart were to buy Shopify and FedEx, you would have a legitimate overnight contender. Not a pretender, but a contender to Amazon. And it's gone from 600 to 900 in that year. So I talk about things that you can latch onto and do quite well. 
very rarely am I talking about a trend that like, oh, it went from 250 down to zero. I'm not going to get you in a lot of trouble. Um, Etsy, I don't understand, but Etsy's at an all-time high. I'd like to understand it. I understand that it's a website where people are making stuff, and typically you'd say it's like kind of arts and crafts, artsy-fartsy kind of stuff at home, right? It's got to be bigger than that. I'm missing something. I don't have time to check it out. I'm too busy updating my Instagram page, making myself look good. But Adobe all-time high, Zoom at an all-time high. Now, a month ago, you could have got Zoom at 160. Now it's at 240. Two months ago, you could have got it at 140. Keep in mind, that's just May. So if you were to go all the way back to March, you're like talking 70 bucks, 60 bucks, and it's at 240. And every month along the way, you've gone, well, it looks too expensive. And there's a little bit of a pullback from 180 down to 140 in May, down 40 bucks. And then it goes from 140 straight to 240. Again, these are story stocks. These are very sexy stocks. They're great stocks to follow. They're momentum. They're not always the best stock to jump into unless you can take that drop that comes with the momentum. Momentum stocks tend to drop bigger than income stocks. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, We are going to be announcing a webinar soon, trying to get back into the business of educating you sometimes in a more classroom-type setting. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., I try to do it more in a news information breaking story kind of way. So I think it's important that you kind of get where I'm coming out with that. But a webinar is coming up soon. And, uh, you know, maybe next year, seminars, real life, in person kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I've always said I don't want to do this forever, but I still do like the the people side of it, so to speak. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. These are interesting times. And having an opinion is better than not having an opinion. Knowing why you own stocks is better than not knowing. Knowing if you're going to buy a house or sell a house. I'm surprised at how many people are jumping into housing. Now, again, I'm not surprised because interest rates are low. I'm surprised that with a lot of uncertainty that people are making moves. But then again, I kind of get it because we've kind of learned you don't need to go to a TV station to do TV. You don't need to go to a radio station to do radio. You don't need to go to a a, a hospital to go see a doctor. Doctor, get this nasty rash. He's like, well, stand up and turn around and get closer to the camera. (laughs) Like, okay. We're going there, are we? Twitter shares are trading lower in a day where not a lot's trading lower, especially in the world of big tech. The company reportedly informed some business advertisers that uh, their user data may have been compromised. Dun, dun, dun. And all I can think of is curse word, curse word, curse word, curse word going around the office. Yeah, we still live in a world where data compromises happen. Oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. He's threatening a 10-year prison term for anyone who vandalizes and destroys federal statues and monuments. That was the question I brought up yesterday. There's a house back in Virginia um, that George Washington used to live in, Mount Vernon. And it is kind of a plantation. 
And it certainly has slave quarters or had slave quarters that are still there. Do we take down Mount Vernon? I, I'm good with it. I, I don't have an affinity to things that are 200 plus years old in any way, shape or form. And I see the world is changing. But how far do we go? And is that too far? Is that not? I don't know. I'm going to leave that up to the late night comics and other people to educate us on what's happening in the world. I did see that Novik Dukchevic, the tennis player, he had a big tennis tournament two weeks ago. And oddly enough, him and his wife both came down with COVID at it. it you can't say at it because you can't pinpoint it like that. But him and his wife both have it. And uh, it just makes me cringe to think about what we're seeing in uh, Arizona, Texas, Florida. And again, it doesn't make me, it just makes me cringe that people are so in your face about like flaunting, like, look how close we are. I got an email from someone who bragged that he didn't even wash his hands last weekend. He goes to Arizona and goes, I, and I didn't even wash my hands. I feel great. And I'm like, okay, give it another week and maybe you'll be Novak Djokovic or not. Just the thing I don't like is like the holier than thou on either side. We should all be able to get along here, in my opinion. 800 516 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money investing and more. Amazon's launching a $2 billion fund to invest in climate technologies. That doesn't sound like a lot. Do you remember when $2 billion sounded like a lot, and then you became so jaded? Like, that doesn't sound like a lot. Doesn't Jeff Bezos make $2 billion a day in interest on his money? Probably. He's launching a $2 billion venture capital fund that will back companies building sustainable and decarbonizing technologies. Haven't heard that word before, have you? Decarbonizing. Again, Amazon's been in the news a lot in the last 90 days with how safe are their factories. They're, um, uh, you don't want to say factories, their distribution centers. How safe are their drivers? Um, I think we've all seen a viral video or two of a little girl waving at either a postman or an Amazon delivery truck, right? They're in the news. And for him to throw out $2 billion is like, let's start talking about decarbonizing. Jeff Bezos is going to play an important role in your life for the next 20 or 30 years. And if he has any kids, maybe his kids will play an important role. When you're the richest man on the planet, you kind of have that wiggle room. Uh, people are still going to pay attention to you years and years and years and years after you leave. I almost wish Steve Jobs would have lived longer just so I could have seen what he was going to grow into. Uh, Bill Gates, he was not ruthless. He was reckless, I would say, running in Microsoft and just basically building a platform that was dominant. And I say reckless in the sense that there was other people came up with ideas on what operating systems should have and they would magically appear in Microsoft's operating system. I'm not accusing like of outright theft, but I remember one particular that felt like outright theft. There was a company called Stacker, and you can go to your software store. I'm trying to think of a name of a software store. EB Software was one, I guess. Electronic Boutique. Um, that you may have known, but you can go there and you could buy Stacker back in probably 1992. And it was a, a basically a software program that turned your 20 meg hard drive or your 10 meg hard drive into a 20 meg. It doubled the space. And then Microsoft said, you know, we can do that same exact thing and we could just build into the operating system. And instead of charging 20 bucks for it, 
we'll charge an extra five dollars for windows and everyone gets windows so it's everyone pays an extra five dollars instead of a couple people paying an extra 20. so amazon's gonna be in the news for a long time as bill gates has been in the news and now that bill gates is no longer stealing ideas um he seems like a pretty good guy and that's what having all the money in the world can do for you I think Warren Buffett still makes headlines on his investing prowess or lack of or whatever you want to say. When he talks about taxes, we listen. But Bill Gates, like he's transitioned into a spokesperson for world health. And he at one point in time was this, you know, evil software dictator. Uh, what is it, Jeff Bezos? He's kind of an evil moon launching rocket. All retail belongs to us. Robotic leader. What wonderful things is he going to do in the future? We'll see. But he will be in our future. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Thanks for listening to the show. There was a study out from the Federal Reserve, I believe, about banks seeing just an extra couple trillion. Just the amount of money that people are saving right now, and it's going into bank accounts, whether it's small businesses or big businesses or uh, individuals or big individuals. Banks are seeing a rise in cash. Now, to me, that's economic constipation. I tend to have cash in my bank account, and sometimes it swells. And I'm like, whoa, I've gone from 50,000 emergency reserves to 100,000 to 150,000. Whoa, 200. I better spend some of that. I kind of get constipated. I want to push some of it out. And you're saying, that's a really disgusting image, Rob. But that kind of explains what might be happening on Wall Street. Um, earlier this year, I was like, I bet I could use my iPhone for another two years. Now I'm like, I can't wait to get a new iPhone, 5G. I want, I want, I want, I want. Do you see how silly it is? But when we save money, we spend money. So when our government gives us money, we spend money. When we go to work, we spend money. The social unrest that we're seeing right now does bring up a lot of big questions about what the workforce looks like in the future. And uh, do we continue to say that a corporation is like an individual and that they have the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness and not paying as much taxes as, as you and me? Yeah, I. there's some questions there. Are corporations there to generate profit or corporations like you are? If I were to tell you at 12 years old, hey, when you grow up, all you're going to be able to do is make $40,000 a year. No more, no less. You'd be like, well, then I'm not going to try really hard in school because I know what I'm going to make. Um. But a corporation has that way of, like, if you want to start your own business, and you can. I could look at my son and say, you know, hey, if you want to work for the DMV, you're going to be able to retire at age 50, and you're going to need a paycheck from the state from 50 to, you know, 80 when you die. Um, because you'll get that pension, and he'll be like, well, I certainly won't make a lot of money then, but the compromise is you get a pension. You'll have a little bit better retirement than me, per se. So there's a lot that our, our society's going to have to take a look at. Um, we talk a lot about video games on this show, a lot. 
in large part because it's technology. There's so much technology in a video game, but also it's kind of where we're moving. Um, I so badly want to go see a concert, and we saw Travis Scott do a concert on Fortnite where about 13 million people saw it live, and then another 20 million people saw it streamed, and that number grows. So there's already been a company that said, okay, we can do what Fortnite does. We'll come to your concert venue, and we can t- you know green light, green screen you, and put the little flash bulbs on you, and motion capture everything. And we can create something that's really incredible, that's almost like being there or almost like having a connection that no one else has. And instead of selling a concert ticket for 40 bucks, we can sell a concert ticket for 4 bucks because we can hit the whole world instead of one small city. So you're going to see a lot of innovation come out. And again, if you, uh, you don't want to pay attention to it, that's on you. But video game technology is helping Hollywood right now, big time. Technology developed for video games is playing a role in getting Hollywood back to work for sure. The production that's going on right now of The Mandalorian is tied towards video game technology. They're basically making the shows as much as they can with the technology on the back end, and then they'll get the celebrities in on the front end to do the final couple scenes. It used to work a little bit differently. It used to work the other way around. The, the technology was added in. Well, anyway, you get the point, right? There's things to be, get excited about. You can turn on the news today and you'll see Dr. Fauci testifying at coronavirus hearings. And you'll go, well... I think they made a bit of a mistake by saying, you don't need a face mask, and then they said, you need a face mask. I think right there they started sowing doubt in the public of, do these guys know what they're doing? And they've made some mistakes. They're going to go to Congress and start talking about some of their mistakes. I don't know. I, again, I'm not an expert at this stuff. Trump is blaming the rise in coronavirus cases on testing despite signs of more spread. Um that's the thing that I don't like about data. He's using it incorrectly, and I don't think that's fair. It's like the data, you know, three out of four people make up 75% of all people. It, yeah, but what are you really telling me? NASDAQ hits a record high. Apple rises. Dow jumps 200 points after the China trade deal scare was called off. Peter Navarro denies saying that they said the China trade deal was over. If you go back in history, businesses, history, you'll know Peter Navarro is a, a crude, uh, or I should say shrewd businessman. Airlines are still struggling. American Airlines, United Airlines basically said Monday morning, hey, stock market's gone crazy in the last two months. We're going to issue some shares because we thought our stock looked like it was going out of business a couple weeks ago. But now that it's rebounded somewhat, we're going to issue more shares so we have enough cash to get through the fall. The amount of cash burn that the airlines are going through is crazy. You'd think that if they don't fly as many routes that they save just as much money, but nope. Uh, one of my favorite stocks is Cisco. And Cisco is a company that is not sexy. They do food delivery. They're a distributor of food. They're up 7% today. They're essentially a food service. They're in the Bahamas, in Canada, in Costa Rica, in Ireland, in Mexico, the United States. Uh, they bring food to restaurants and food to campuses. 
and uh, food to grocery stores. They're not going out of business unless we can figure out a way to send, put trucks out of business. I think well, all we can do is make trucking more profitable. So I think that's Cisco looks pretty good there. Um, ticker stocks up big today, and it makes you go like, okay, why? And you start doing work on it. Spotify up 6% after Comcast announced the music streaming service is now available on Xfinity. The new initiative is giving millions of customers the ability to listen to the audio streaming service's 50 million music tracks and a wide range of podcasts directly on the TV. That sounds like a press release to me. That doesn't sound like a reason to be up 6%. Beyond Meat down after Starbucks said it's going with impossible foods for their uh, sausage. Here's the beauty about impossible foods and Starbucks. If you take your kid to Starbucks and you're like, they want breakfast, and they're like, breakfast. You can get that for them, and they probably won't even know. They'll know if you tell them. <laughs> they won't eat it if you tell them. But um, it shows you Beyond Meat kind of playing a little jockeying game with impossible uh, foods. question is, will someone buy Beyond Meat, or will they just replicate it? Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, they're all sitting at 52-week highs. Peloton, fitness equipment maker, they're gaining. Cowan, a big investment firm, brokerage firm, research firm, they raised their price target on Peloton to 70 bucks. And that's okay. Price targets don't mean much to me. But when they say it's tied towards them being uniquely well-positioned with a competitive moat around its vertical integrated offering... That there's this virtuous cycle driving both the increase of hardware demand as well as a surge in engagement. And people are saying, when push comes to shove, I don't want to go back to my gym. That's what they're, that's the argument trying to be made. And that's just, I don't, not for me. Um, just, that's not all that great. Apple had their WWDC 2020 keynote yesterday. They revealed iOS 14. A new home screen for iPhones, iPad OS 14, Mac OS, Big Sur. The Watch Operating System 7, which has a lot more sleep features built into it. So you let the developers know what the software is going to be so they could start building apps around it. So when it launches in September, October, that we'll have some apps that we could use the phone for. That's the basic, right? Everyone knows that. The new software was announced in a video that was filmed at Apple's campus. Apple didn't go live, which is kind of interesting because typically their conferences are keynotes that are live, but they recorded it, which is fine. Um, I felt it, it, it felt weird. It's like watching soccer without people in the stadium. It's like watching golf without people going, it's in the hole, it's in the hole. Um, so it was remote and there weren't a lot of people around. So the excitement was a little odd. Uh, I didn't see anything in the operating system that was all that great. I think the home screen changes dramatically. You could set a default email browser, uh, email easier. You could change the browser apps a little. Like everything's a little bit greased, so it's a little bit easier. Uh, you could put more widgets on the home screen. It's a little. I think they're called mini programs. Is the way of looking at it. There's now something called an app library that automatically organizes apps. Users can delete entire pages of app in one tap. Or they could see similar apps. Like if you're using Apple Arcade, you can go out and get it in the app library. Like nothing here really. Like, remember Animoji? <laughs> Where Apple's showing 
the ability of the camera to make your lips sync with a dragon or a ghost. Eh. There's a little bit of a redesign of the Siri interface. Siri has 20 times more facts than a few years ago. <coughs> They've added cycling maps to the watch. And that includes New York and San Francisco. Yeah, nothing all that crazy, huh? So I didn't say anything crazy, but a lot more privacy features, a lot of less tracking features. So not a lot of innovation. I would say not a revolution, but maybe an evolution. And I'll let you know in the next couple of weeks, I'll start testing software and tell you if there's anything crazy and you must have in it. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black doing my best to show you some long-term trends, to show you some mistakes that you can make on investing. Obviously, divorces, cars, and houses are things that can cost you a lot of money if you do them improperly. I don't think the stock market can cost you a lot if you do it improperly. Um, it's tough to do it improperly. It's tough to go to lose 100000 200000 if you're doing it simply by the rules, which is a lot of people start doing it on their own, and they start thinking, oh, I suddenly know the travel and leisure industry when a month ago you didn't. And you didn't even know there was three cruise lines. Sometimes we create our own problems is what I'm getting at. Take a look at the stock market today. Um, I think it's worthy to repeat that I got an email yesterday from Glenn who, you know, he's like, I'm shifting. I, I'm starting to think that every time there's a tragedy, every time there's a disaster, every time there's an economic hiccup, that our government's going to spend our way out of it. <clears throat> I think it's worthy of repeating. I don't think you can use that as your, your chain. I don't think that could be your like your only thing that you believe in. But I'm not against adding it to the repertoire, so to speak. NASDAQ sets a new record high. If we go back to March and when they said, hey, school's out. Take your kids. Don't bring them back. We're going to educate them online. Because it's so scary out there. We don't want children to die. When we saw what was happening... We never really saw a lot on Seattle. Seattle wasn't really great for the news. They handled it more efficiently. But then you get into New York, and you're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Too big to be efficient. And Cuomo was going on with this. Like, Did we think we were going to be at a NASDAQ all-time high two months later? Um, it was pretty grim looking there. So we're not at an all-time high. Like We're not where we were at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, it was an old bull market that refused to die. It was slowly grinding. This is exciting. So we haven't even got to the phase of the slow grind. Stocks jump at the open of the market today. The Nasdaq sets a record. Upbeat manufacturing um, inflation numbers out of Europe. Then you get um, the coronavirus situation being talked about. Trade deal with China is intact, according to President Trump, which should provide some support for the economy in the meantime. It's hilarious right now what's going on with Twitter and President Trump. Of He's saying if we do more testings, of course we're going to have more sick people. <laughs> and 
I just think we should stop talking about testing and talk, start talking about how many people are in hospital beds. I don't know. Call, call that a statistic, but I don't know. I'm not a healthcare professional. I play one on TV or I play one on radio. Hamilton is coming out just in time for your July 3rd patriotic feelings. The Disney Channel, not the Disney Channel, but Disney Plus, basically paid $75 million to get the footage of the original cast. And it's going to be one of those Disney Plus things that I think it actually works well on Disney Plus. It's certainly not a musical I want to go to twice. But when I turn it on, like if a friend comes over who's never seen it, yeah. The rap-inspired musical about the founding father Alexander Hamilton's life was originally supposed to come to theaters on October 15th, 2021, in the movie theater. But Disney said, you know what? This whole coronavirus thing, we can make it a 4th of July family thing. So now people are upset because Disney Plus just stopped offering free trials. Less than three weeks before the musical comes out. And the trials that you got was three free weeks. So this is the beauty about Disney, and this is the the ugly about Disney. I love them, and I hate them. There's a concept in my head that Cinderella has been, how shall we say, imprisoned in Disney Castle for 70 years. That we keep that woman locked up, and then we make a movie about her, and we lock her back up. And then 20 years later, we're releasing her on VHS, and then we're locking her back up. Because Disney, do you remember the commercials? Yeah. Cinderella's coming to Blu-ray for the first time ever, but only for two months. Go ask mom and dad for $69.99. So Disney's been like using the intellectual property that is Cinderella for 70 years. So I kind of like that. And they had this strategy, which I hated, because as a kid, I was like, oh, I want to see Little Mermaid, but it's only going to be available on uh, Blu-ray and Blu- and for one month. I know you're saying, Rob, you want to see Little Mermaid? What's wrong with you? Because I was really old when Little Mermaid came out. <laughs> but you get the idea. Um, so they have that trick. They have that power of, if they took all the Star Wars movies down off Disney+, Plus. And said, we're going to hold them for two years. In two years, they're going to have crazy numbers because people are going to want to see them. They're going to want to show their new kids who were eight and mom wouldn't let them watch the Star Wars movie. But now that they're 10, mom's like, oh, forget it. I'll, I'll give up everything. You can do whatever you want. Um, so Disney has that marketing magic. I know you're saying, you're, you, you buy this, don't you, Rob? I do. And when you start looking at intellectual property of electronic arts, they, they license a lot of their sports. And uh, kids today kids today won't care about playing as Bart Starr or playing as Dan Fouts or playing as uh, Dan Marino. They want to be Colin Kaepernick. They want to be Patrick Mahomes. So the the EA intellectual property ages very poorly, whereas the Disney ages very well. What else could age very well in the video game world? Call of Duty. That's a good brand. We know that every year there's going to come out with uh, something that has, like, good guys shoot, bad guys, bad guys die. And we like that. And we know we're comfortable with it. So that brand is pretty good. So you kind of see the powers of brands. I hope you do. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Markets are doing well again today. Um, 
maybe we close week and we'll start talking about angles like that. Like, what are we trying to read into this? Um, but I'm reading, this is okay. I'm not stressed in any way, shape or form. Uh, solid may go away. It seems like that should be right, but nothing that seems right is right right now. We move higher. Anyhow, um, find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. If you have any questions, drop me an email, Rob at Rob Black Show, Rob at Rob Black Show. And uh, don't be shy. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.